Welcome back to Be Her, Be Heard. Presented by Harvard undergraduate women in business. Welcome to the consulting episode of Be Her, Be Heard. My name is Alina Dong. And I'm Lauren Sammons. We are members of the Harvard Undergraduate Women in Business Intercollegiate Business Convention. Today, we are so excited to be joined by Sharon, Boston Consulting Group's Chief Marketing Officer and the Global Chair of BCG's client team. Sharon serves on BCG's Global Executive Committee and Global Operating Committee. In addition, Sharon was named one of the top 25 most influential consultants and also one of the five women leaders in consulting by Consulting Magazine. Sharon, thank you so much for joining us today. It's such an honor to have you as our guest for our consulting episode of IBC's podcast, Be Heard, Be Heard. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here with, with both of you. So to briefly start us off, we would love to hear a little bit about your academic experience in terms of what you studied in school and how that has translated to your career work and current role at BCG. Sure. So I was, I was a, an economics major um, and took a lot of courses in uh, macro microeconomics. Also had a fair bit of math and stats and business along the way, um, but went, went to Duke and, and it afforded me an opportunity to, to pursue other courses as well. So I studied philosophy, public policy, religion, and really felt like I came out of Duke with a great grounding in business and analytics, but also in you know, writing and, and other really core important skills. Yeah, thank you so much. It's so wonderful to hear about your academic journey and how dedication and different interests can lead to great success. As kind of a follow-up to the previous question, uh, what would you say were some of the most valuable courses, extracurriculars, or other on-campus experiences at Duke that prepared you for your career? Many of our podcast listeners are collegiate women and would love to hear more about your academic experiences on campus. Sure. So let me talk a little, I'll talk a little bit about extracurricular and then I'll come back to academic. I think, you know, on the extracurricular side, um, I think it's, it's such a, it affords such a great opportunity um, to grow and learn. I personally did a lot in the area of sports. I was not an exceptional athlete, um, but I think it was a great training ground for life. Um, so the whole concept of team working together um, and collaborating, I made lifelong friends doing that. Um, also thought like the notion of training and the discipline around training, um, playing hard and competing and enjoying winning, but also learning from the losses and um, ultimately letting them go because you had to get back on the court or back on the field, you know, the next day or a couple days later. Um, so I think, I, I think if, there's, if, if there's an opportunity to participate in something like that, and for me it was sports, I think it's great. I also had leadership positions in some clubs. Um, I think that's good in terms of testing organizational skills and also in terms of communications, um, because I found that that having um, those leadership positions, you had a, a pretty um, hefty course load, but then it, it, you also had a juggle, you know, kind of driving the agenda, you know, in extracurricular settings, which I both enjoyed. And I think it was, it was good in terms of building some muscle and agility around um, multitasking. So, so that's, you know, a bit on the uh, extracurricular side. On the academic side, 
I enjoyed just about every course I took. And, and honestly, I, I enjoyed economics the most, which is why I really focused there. Um, I love macroeconomics and microeconomics. Um, Lena, you and I were talking about stats a little bit. I know you're taking some stats course. I also love that as well. Um, but for me, economics was such a view as to how the world worked. Um, I just felt like I understood it. You know, I stood, I understood public policy in a more fundamental way. I understood business in a more fundamental way. Um, and, and so for me, those were the courses that I loved the most. But, but frankly, you know, all of my coursework taught me different things, either analytical or writing and communications. And so I, I say to any of you listening, um, economics is great, but pursue your passion and what gives you energy. And I always, I always felt like if I, if I took things that gave me energy and I was passionate about, um, I not only enjoyed it, but I did, did really well. Yeah, I'm sure that's very inspiring to our listeners to kind of pursue their dreams and what they're passionate about. And through that, they can work hard and find lots of success. And to pivot off that a little bit, I'm sure that many of our audience members have different ideas about what they may want to do in the future, whether they're unsure about entering the business world or which industry they may want to work in. Um, so did you always know you wanted to go into consulting? And if not, at what point in your academic or professional career did you decide that that was kind of the right path for you? And going off of that as well, what was the path that you took to get to where you are now? Sure. So when I was in college, I applied for a bunch of internships. We did them a little bit later in the sense that I didn't have a meaningful internship until I was between my junior and senior year. And I worked in Washington for an organization called the Investor Responsibility Research Center. And um, if you can believe it, what I researched was the impact of um, dual class capitalizations on stock price. Um, and I also researched um, companies that were investing in South Africa, because back then um, there was an you know, anti-apartheid movement and pension investors didn't want to invest in companies that were investing in South Africa. So, so did both of those sets of research. So really got um, excited and interested in the investment space. I ended up going to um, the Goldman Sachs, um, working in M&A out of college. Um, and at that time, you know, the merger market was really booming. Uh, there were a lot of big deals. Um, you know, and I, I made great friends at Goldman and, and stayed in touch, learned a lot about business. Um, we did a lot of writing there cause we were selling companies and we had to learn about companies and, and write about them. But I think probably the, the biggest thing I learned there was triage because you never had enough time to get things done. Um, and then after Goldman, I worked at a small company for a year. Then I went to HBS and, and the summer of HBS, I really thought I was going to join a big company because I felt like I had done a services industry, a small company, and then I, I was going to do a big company. And on a whim, I ended up interviewing with consulting firms. And um, I liked the interview process so much, and it might sound strange to you or, or it might not, but I actually enjoyed the case interview and, and the problem solving and the back and forth. And I certainly didn't find it easy, but I found it um, exciting and compelling. And I immediately decided to do my summer in consulting. I joined BCG in New York um, and I never looked back. I ended up accept accepting my full-time BCG offer and, um, and then obviously have, have been at BCG for a very long time. 
Um, thank you so much. It's so inspiring to hear how you went from uh, service industry to small companies and then ended up finding your passion in consulting. Um, and in addition, for all of our undergraduate listeners interested in consulting, uh, what do you think that they can do right now as undergraduates to best prepare themselves for a career in consulting? So I would say um, challenge yourself intellectually, use different muscles. Consulting really um, rewards the ability to come up the learning curve quickly, um, particularly as a new consultant. As a more tenured consultant, of course, expertise becomes very, very important. But as a new consultant, the notion of kind of diving in, digging in, learning a new industry, learning a new topic, coming up to, and, and enjoying that. Um, it is really the muscle and, and the skill that is, is the most important um, in consulting. So I think doing that in school, challenging oneself to, to do different things, to stretch oneself, to maybe from time to time go out of your comfort zone to do that, um, I think is great preparation for consulting. Thank you so much for sharing your undergraduate experiences and a bit of your professional beginnings and how they led you to where you are today. Um, so we're hoping to hear a little bit more about your professional experiences. Yeah, we've had many members kind of ask about the different ways they can prepare for role in consulting, whether that's through exploring different passions during their undergraduate experience, but also uh, techniques such as establishing strong mentor relationships or building these kinds of connections. Uh, we're wondering if you could share with us if you have a mentor or did have a mentor throughout your career and um, if you could share with us how that relationship was built and kind of what that experience was like for you. Yes. So I've been very lucky. I've had a number of super strong mentors and they come actually in different shapes and sizes um, for me. Um, but I think what they have in common is, is a few things. First of all, I felt that I could learn from them. Second of all, I could trust their judgment. And third of all, you know, that they had my back um, and that they were really looking out for my interests. And, and I had mentors at Goldman, and I, I've certainly had a number of, of different ones at BCG as, as my career has taken shape. And mentor, you know, relationships are a function of give and take. So often um, these were people that I was working with. Um, and so they were learning me and establishing a relationship with me and, and actually getting out of getting something out of the relationship as well. Um, but uh, but I, I, I feel so blessed because I, I learned so much from them in terms of both just the tactics and techniques of consulting, you know, how you handle yourself um, in the business world. Um, and, and how you navigate, you know, both client corporations, but then also navigating BCG. Um, they really helped me make trade-offs, helped me make good choices, um, and, and provided me with the support and sometimes confidence, um, you know, that I needed to, to be the best that I could be. So absolutely, I've had so many good mentors, and I, I encourage, encourage all of the folks listening um, to try to cultivate those relationships over time. That's so wonderful to hear that through these mentorships, uh, women are able to support one another. Um, one of our missions of Harvard Undergraduate Women in Business is to empower women in fields of business and to provide many resources to assist in these endeavors. Um, we were wondering if you could share with us if 
there were any particularly noteworthy uh, obstacles as like a woman in consulting or otherwise that you had to overcome to kind of get to where you are today with BCG? So BCG is, is, um, has always been a very um, fair place. I would describe it as very fair. It was, you know, it, you were rewarded based on the work you did and having, you know, a set of values that contributed to the firm and mentoring others. And so that way, I think it was very fair. Having said that, when I entered consulting in 1993 and entered, entered BCG, it, it was, it was um, a largely male business, especially as it pertains to the senior ranks. And frankly, you know, at many of our clients, you know, when you talked about the C-suite, the executive suite, it was, it was also um, largely male. And, and so that, that was just something that, um, you know, I had to learn to navigate as a woman. And again, this notion of the mentors and, and helping coaching me through that, um, you know, was, was so, um, was so critical to that. You know, I also was very lucky on many dimensions in, in terms of the firm I chose, the culture that, that BCG represents, the growth of the firm, and how unbelievably uh, successful it's been. So that's been very helpful in terms of me and my career because it's, it's a lot easier to be a part of a, a growing, you know, happy culture and company. Um, but, but there are inevitably obstacles one encounters um, and challenges one encounters as, as you go through your career and you face different um, turning points. Um, you know, when you first get married, when you first have children, when you move because, because your spouse's job changes and, and all of those things um, I've had to navigate throughout my career and, and they present different uh, pressure points. Yeah, I think that's very interesting for us to hear as women interested in going into the consulting industry. We were wondering if we could also kind of ask about your current role and responsibilities at BCG right now as the Chief Marketing Officer and Global Chair of the client team. Sure. So I, I grew up in, in BCG through the client ranks. I became a partner in 2000, a senior partner in 2007 and worked in consumer retail. I ran our consumer retail business in North America and then globally. Um, and I joined the, our executive committee, which is BCG's global board of directors about eight years ago. Two years ago, I became the global head of the client team, um, which is nomenclature for kind of the global head of sales. And that doesn't mean actually selling, it means sales support. So if you think about pricing and structuring transactions and, and things like that. That's the sales piece. On the marketing side, um, I came to that more recently, actually in, um, in October of this year. And that's been super exciting because there's so much opportunity um, for, for BCG to market um, to our clients, um, to clients that, that know us well, but don't know all of the products and services that we offer. And importantly, to recruits. Um, and, and to reach out to, you know, recruits, there's a new pool of recruits every year um, that we can reach out to and engage. And that is part of what's so important in terms of my role is to engage with, with Amber and, and the recruiting team um, to help, you know, support those efforts um, to get the great word of, of BCG out there. It's so great to get a better understanding about what exactly you're doing in your role. 
Um, and going off of that a little bit, um, we all know that this has been a very unique year um, and there's a lot of new experiences that we've all had to deal with with the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, so we know that many industries have been affected in both positive and negative ways by the new situation. And we would love to hear how your work and the consulting industry in general has been affected given the current pandemic. And we were also wondering if you see um, your work specifically or the industry in general changing in the future as a result. And if so, in what ways? That's a very thoughtful question. Let me try to, let me try to take it in its parts. Um, I think like all industries, I mean, obviously uh, the current pandemic has, has, has had an impact. Um, and I think, you know, part of the impact, you know, is, is the way that we work and our travel. You know, typically, you know, in consulting, it's, it's a heavy travel um, business, you know, a, a lot of the time and you go to see your clients and you spend time on site. And I think that's an important way to, to get to know your clients, to form bonds, to get to know the industries. But I think what we've learned through this, this crisis is actually how effective um, people can be um, working remotely. And I think that, and, and, and we've all increased our effectiveness of working together in that way. And I believe, and so do my colleagues, that that will be a long-term benefit, not only for BCG, but for business, you know, in its in, in entirety. And, and frankly, for, for carbon emissions and climate change, I, because I think we all have realized that maybe there was too much travel um, and that there is an opportunity to have a more of a hybrid model, a more distributed model in terms of, of the travel versus, you know, how, how much work we can do a bit remotely. So that's one thing. So I serve, I serve the federal government. That's my core client. Um, as I mentioned, I used to be in consumer products for the last six years. I've, I've been um, the head of our, our federal government account. And just like all large organizations, you know, there, there was a big shock there, you know, in terms of working from home, in terms of really thinking thoughtfully about return to work policies, in terms of driving engagement and productivity and, and thinking about um, mental health issues and, and potential isolation of employees. And so that part of what the federal government has, has had to think about with respect to its employees has, has been very similar to what companies have had to think about. Um, but in addition, you know, as, as you all know, because, you know, I know you're, you're heavy consumers of, of the news, you know, the government's been very um, critical in terms of fighting the pandemic. Um, and BCG has been working closely with both the federal government and state and local government. Um, governments to really support the standing up of efforts um, to fight the pandemic and whether that's, you know, um, contact tracing or whether that's thinking about how to get the word out in terms of testing and how to get the word out in, in even certain neighborhoods where they may not speak English and working with state and local governments to do that. There's been a set of stuff that we have, have done, which has been hugely rewarding and exciting and taxing um, with our government um, clients in, in terms of doing that. So it has been um, it has been a time of, of great change. It has been a time of great learning. Um, it has been a time of stress. Um, but I do believe and hope that coming out of it, um, we will have all learned a lot, and and we will take some of some of the lessons away in a very positive way. 
Yeah, thank you so much. It's really fascinating to hear, especially about how the federal government and how you've been working with them um, with the changes that everybody is facing. Um, so I know that you said a little bit about how you think there may be less travel in the future um, for the consulting industry. And so we were wondering if you had any other thoughts on what the future of work may look like for consulting. And if you have any advice for women interested in going into consulting with the way that the industry is evolving right now. Sure. So, when, so in terms of the way consulting and I think business in, in general is evolving, I think in the short term, until, the, until there's a vaccine, there will be a fundamental shift in, in terms of our travel model because we want to be super safe and careful with all of our clients and all of our employees um, to ensure that we're not doing anything um, in a negative way to impact the, the spread of the virus. So, so first and foremost, until there's a vaccine, you know, there's going to be a pretty fundamental shift. I think after that, um, you know, and I've, I've talked about this on, on a podcast that I do with a couple of partners of mine called Leading the New Reality. Um, and I've conferred with clients and, and conferred with other BCG colleagues on this topic. I think there will be a long-term shift in, in terms of what is the right balance of being together versus doing things remotely. I'll use as an example, training. You know, so BCG does global trainings. They're really important in terms of building relationships across our global network. But I think what we're going to call in the question is, is what is the right combination of global trainings versus regional trainings versus online trainings um, to strike the right balance of that travel burden and that carbon burden, um, you know, with the, with the benefits of co-location and actually establishing those relationships. Do I have a number of exactly how much that's going to change? I don't, but I, but I firmly believe, um, both in terms of what we're doing internally, easier to control and especially, but also what our clients are going to demand and want, it's going to be a reset. It's not going to just be a rubber band and, and go back to what it was. And I, and I think that's, I think that's a great opportunity for all of us. Um, you know, in terms of women going into consulting um, you know, I, 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 I obviously believe it's, it's a very doable career. I've done it for many, many years. I think, um, there's work-life balance, which is important. And then there's work-life blend, which is, which is also important. And that's a, that's a term that one of my clients coined many years ago, but this notion of that you have work, it's part of your life and it has to be the right blend to make it work for you. And I think at BCG, um, we're really committed um, to making it work for women and men, um, recognizing that it's a blend and that blend will change over time. And sometimes you can be like hyper-focused on work and sometimes you can't. And, um, and there are different models that we can afford um, and that we, allow, that we encourage people to follow over the course of their career so that they have that right blend of, of work so that it fits well into their overall life. Yeah, it's so wonderful learning more about BCG and your role and kind of also how the future of work might look like for consulting. So many things are becoming virtual and um, it's very interesting to us to kind of adapt and keep learning and keep growing. 
Um, so to kind of wrap up, we were wondering what you see yourself potentially doing in the future, whether it's moving to different roles within BCG or if you have any other goals um, in the next few years or future aspirations. Well, Lena, if you'll let me make a little bit of a joke, I feel like I've had almost every role in BCG over my very long career. Um, but in all seriousness, look, I mean, there, there's many more things I could do within the context of BCG because I haven't had every role. And, um, and we are a growing firm with a ton of opportunity. And so whether, you know, it's participating more in our digital businesses or whether it's you know, participating in a different geography, you know, I think there's a lot of opportunity for me to continue to grow or staying in my current marketing role um, and my sales, which is, which is, which are pretty new roles to me. All of those things offer terrific opportunity. You know, if I were, if you said, Sharon, you had to leave BCG, um, what would you do? You know, I think I would, I would have an aspiration to um, probably run a mid-sized company. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, we'll see. Maybe at some point in my future I'll do that. Uh, but I've been pretty sticky at BCG over many years. Um, you know, so I have no, no immediate plans to, to take that path. But it would be fun, I suspect. Thank you so much. And, yeah, as Lena said, we are just about out of time. But we wanted to ask if you have any additional general advice for our audience before we go. Yeah, my general advice would be... Um, there's a lot of redos over the course of one's career, you know, um, and and so pick something that that you think is interesting and that you enjoy, and work with people that you're going to learn from, and use it as an opportunity to grow. And and if you if you enter into that as as a learning opportunity and you become a lifelong learner, um, you're going to get to where you want to go. And I, I think that's, that's what's really key. And um, yeah, I mean, that, that to me would be what I would encourage all of you to do. Um, work with people that are great and just, and just build that learning muscle. Great. Thank you so much, Sharon, for joining us today. It was such an honor to be able to hear from your experiences and hear about your journey. It's very inspiring for her collegiate women and all of our listeners of our podcast to hear about this and learn. Um, thank, thank you. So much again. Thank you. The honor's all mine.